Station isn't providing medical advice, and listeners should seek medical advice from their physicians if they have any medical concerns or problems. V101.9, playing your favorite throwbacks, and today's R&B Flata. Hanging out with you, man, and you know we're all about the community, and do I have a special guest with me today all the way from the big city of Concord. North Carolina, from Carolina Urology Partners. Please give it up for my friend, Dr. Natalie. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Thank you for having me here today. I'm excited that you're here. We're going to talk about some good stuff. Cool. All right. It's called Inside the Man Cave with Dr. Richard Natalie. Well, we're going to talk some good stuff. Let's just uh, kick it off. There are a lot of African-American, especially men, that don't like going to the doctor yes, for sir. fear of what they may find. And that's part of the reason you do what you do, right? Yes, sir. I, I think, you know, community outreach, getting in touch with the people that me the most is so important for what I do. And it's not just as a doctor, but as me personally, personally rewarding for it. So mm, You're not only helping saving lives, but you're changing lives for the better. Yeah, man. Let's talk a little bit about prostate cancer. What actually is it? So prostate cancer is involved the gland, the prostate itself, which is the base of the bladder that helps us with our sexual function about kind of making our ejaculation ready for pregnancy. And it's cancer of the glands inside that that are within that organ itself. That mm-hmm. we develop. So if some guys feel like they're having some problems, what are some particular symptoms of uh, prostate cancer? Well, see, that's the thing, man. So you got to be more more vigilant about surveillance mm-hmm. and screening because there aren't really a lot of symptoms. Up front, these are things that are kind of silent that develop over time. Mm-hmm. So when you are expressing symptoms, it might actually be too late. So wow. it's a it really means you got to go to your doctor early and get screened. So uh, how will one get screened or how will one be able to tell? Two simple tests, man. There's a blood test, the PSA blood test, mm-hmm. prostate-specific uh, antigen, and then there's just a finger in the hind end, <laughs> man. Wait, wait a minute. I know, man. Ouch. Wait, that, that hurt. Put on some gloves before you talk <laughs> yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah. That, that, how we do this thing again now? <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's all part of it, man. We, yeah. we, we just got to do it. And it's, you know, it's a brief, uncomfortable exam. I get it. But in the end of the day, it provides us so much more information about protecting you. Now, Doc, I've heard many different ages, and I'm right around the age that I've heard about. And I have taken the blood test. Um, but what age is the right age to start getting checked? Yeah, man. I think it really depends on your ethnic group, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. If you look at African-American men, in particular, but younger screening would be more appropriate, anywhere between the ages of 40 to 45. Now, the old guidelines would say at about 45, particularly with family history, mm. you want to make sure you're getting at least a baseline blood test and an examination. And I still really stick with that because of the higher prevalence of prostate cancer in the African-American community. Yeah, absolutely. And, and But you talked a little bit about family history. There's a lot of people that are listening this morning like me. I don't know my family history. I, I, I grew up without a father in home, so I really didn't know him. And I have no way of knowing the history. Would you say be better safe than sorry? Yeah, there, there's definitely that part of it. But remember, the family history is on both sides, too. So mm, we're starting to see that's good. now that women and, and the family risk factors on their side and the transmission of particular genes that we thought might have only been part of breast cancer risks, for example, mm-hmm. that's also playing a role in men's health. So if your mom had breast cancer, for example, yeah. and let's say there was multiple relatives who had it, that might be putting you at risk for prostate cancer as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
I didn't know that. I I just thought it ran on the father's side, yeah. but also on the mother's side as well. So uh, what are some treatment options that are, are out right. there that's available? A lot of the treatment options are based upon how bad things are or how good things are or favorable, like we like to say. So you can go anywhere from just watching it very closely, which is called active surveillance, all the way up to surgery to remove the prostate or radiation, freeze it, things like that to, to get rid of the cancer. We're talking with Dr. Richard Natale from the, the Carolina Urology Partners in Concord, North Carolina. Uh, I like to call him Dr. Richie Rich. <laughs> 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 because I like to have a little fun with it because a lot of times we take, although it's a serious matter, yeah. but we we take it so serious when there can be some preventive maintenance, right? Yes, sir. How can we do that? All right. So a couple things I want you to do when you is number one is honesty. Mm. And you have to have a rapport with your doctor. Be able to communicate the things that you're worried about, the things that you're dealing with, and all the rest. Whether even if it's just a hey man, I want to get this checked out. And that's it. Great. You need to have that rapport, number one. Yeah. You need to come in once a year for, as we talked about again, that finger test that no one likes and a blood test. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're kind of monitoring and being honest with each other and have, building that relationship together, we'll be fine no matter what comes our way. I love it. The relationship goes both ways. Yeah, uh, the doctor is honest with you. You're on, honest with what you're dealing with, you know. But if you're unsure, if you may be feeling a little uneasy, I'm sure when people come into your office, you're able to make them feel a lot comfortable with this conversation. Yes, sir. I try. And you know what? That's why I like you calling me Dr. Richie Rich, because I like to <laughs> I like to have a little fun with my patients, yeah. tell jokes and kind of break that in, because I think that in the end of the day, it's about uh, I try to be a partner with my patient, a relationship with my patient, not just walk in. You're a number. You're you know, you're just the next person on my list today. That's not how I roll. And I think it's important to have that dynamic with your patient because that makes healthcare that much better to, to deliver. It builds a personal relationship and personal rapport, because uh, a lot of times when men are struggling or dealing with this, it could cause some other problems. Oh, well, yeah. that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have some other issues that, yeah, man. that possibly can be corrected. Let's talk about that. Let's do it. I'm talking about ED. Yeah. Erectile yeah. dysfunction. <laughs> and, <laughs> is that, I mean, I, can I keep it real? Can right. I? Can we, <laughs> this is the man cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, is the man, the man cave. That's right, man. It's safe. It's just me, you, and the guys listening. That's, that's it, it, right? That's, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Not me. I mean, you know. Sometimes it just ain't happening. It just don't work like it used to work if we dealing with something like this. Absolutely. So let, let's jump into that a little bit. And that's an important thing, too, man, because a lot of times people are afraid to, to broach that particular topic as well. And whether it's related to your prostate cancer treatments or it's something that you have on your own for whatever particular reason, that's another thing. You don't have to suffer with that in silence. If you talk to the right people mm. who are passionate and engaged and motivated to get that fixed, now we can get it. We can get over that the same way like the prostate cancer together as a team. Wow. No man is an island. We do life together, right? Yeah, man. I like what you said. You don't have to suffer in silence because there's a lot of men that may be ashamed or don't want to express themselves. But when you build that rapport, you can say, hey, doc, just ain't I ain't able to get it up like I used to. Yeah. Right. So what can we do if men are going through that? What should a patient do if they experience ED after their prostate cancer has been treated? Okay, so something that's really, really important, again, is that communication piece, right? So you're talking with your doctor about, what, about what's going on, 
what your expectations are and what you hope to get accomplished, right? So you have to have that open communication. It's number one. Number two is once we start establishing what we need to get out of this, we're going to start looking at, at treatment options based upon what your needs are. So there are some guys who need to be on pills and that's going to help. And that's all we need to do. There's going to be some guys that need to have surgery to get things fixed. They can get back to the way they want to be functional again. Um, And it all depends on the severity of your problems and how you respond to some of the simpler treatments. We're talking with Dr. Natalie. I like to call him Dr. Richie Rich, also a.k.a. Dr. Natalizi. (laughs) It's going down right now. Listen, if you have questions, I want you to call 704-227-8677. 704-227-8677 is the number. Leave a message for a future show. We are inside the man cave with the doc. How common is ED among men who have not had prostate cancer? Oh, man, that, that's a great question. You know what? That's a lot more common than what you think. So when you think about erectile dysfunction being something, you know, we always think about the floppy noodle kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. it is just not being able to get what you need as good as you need for as long as you need. Ooh, right? Wait, wait. Oh. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> what you need. For as long as you need. For as long as you need. As good as you need it, man. Some some guys like, from who I need it from. (laughs) That I I can't help you with. (laughs) I know, right? You can't write a prescription for that one. Yeah, I've tried to. (laughs) My wife doesn't like it when I do that, man. I love it. But, I mean, people who struggle with ED, they may be like, my prostate is good. Yeah, man. But if you look, there's, if you if you expand that definition to include all of that, you're looking at maybe 30 million men. I mean, you're mm. talking about a lot more people than what you really recognize on the surface. So the people that are coming to attention immediately, those are the people who are brave. They stand up and say, they raise their hands and say, hey, I got to get, get this treated. But a lot of times those are people that started off kind of mild and hid that problem for years until they went up and got help. So there's wow. probably a lot more men walking around having those troubles than we know. A lot more. You're talking about 30 million plus. Yeah. So what are some other factors that could cause ED? Oh, man. Uh, Come so on. Here's, here's the thing. So if there's somebody listening on this radio station right now who's smoking mm. or vaping or doing those things, that's a big, big cause of it. Yeah. Because it's all tied into cardiovascular disease. So you got to, you know, smokers are at high risk for it. People who are diabetics, people who have already known history of cardiovascular problems like high blood pressure or have had a heart attack or something like that mm. are also at risk. And medications. Medications are a big cause of it, too. So You know, people think that you could take medications to really cure it. Like, you know, if I take this pill, this blue one to be exact, <laughs> <laughs> then I'm good. But sometimes the problem is bigger than that. Yeah, sometimes the problem in, in the, the blue pill, if it doesn't work. So there, you know, there's these other pills that are around that we can use too. And people think, hey man, this is this is my my treatment of choice. And what if it doesn't work? Well, there are other options, right? So you may need to have, as we talked about earlier, surgery to fix that problem. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. or maybe you need to get a shot or something else that's gonna help boost you up because that's not good enough. Yeah. Well, you know, there are a lot of men out there that say they're saying, Okay, I'm confident enough to come. I realize there's an issue, but if I go through this prostate cancer treatment, what other side effects I might have? Yeah. And that's that's where I come in. So, you know, a lot of people ask the question of me is, do you take care of prostate cancer? And I take care of the survivorship part of it all. Mm-hmm. Because prostate cancer, there's a life after that, right? Well, whole point of, of 
doctors come in and trying to save your life from a disease is to give you back that part of things, give you your life back. But there's also a bigger picture than just saving a life. It's about quality of life. So mm. that's where I come in. I'm the guy that will deal with the side effects that happen after the surgery. So things like erectile dysfunction or urinary incontinence, the inability to control your urine after the surgery, um, and you can leak and things like that. It doesn't happen very frequently, but when it does, it can be devastating. Devastating is an understatement. You don't walk around. You don't want to be walking around with um, <laughs> a big puddle in the front of yeah. your pants, right? Yeah. Let's just be honest. This is the man cave, right? Yeah, man. So what can be done outside of uh, uh, surgery? Are there any medications that we can uh, get on to help control that a little bit better? So if you have that, if you have that complication after an operation like that, you, the first thing you do is kind of what we call behavioral changes. Watch what you eat, watch what you drink, doing some pelvic floor exercises to re-strengthen the muscles down there, retrain them to help you control your water. Mm-hmm. At some point, in particular instances, maybe medications may help. But ultimately, what winds up happening is guys who have this problem that persists after all those simple interventions, unfortunately, will require surgery at some point. Yeah. So if if they had the surgery and they're on the medications, but they still not able to do it, <laughs> what would you suggest? So it depends on how much of a problem it is. If you're looking at something that's mild, for example, there's guys who, you know, Doc, I'm, I'm dry all the time, but if I go to the gym or I go jogging or worse off if they're intimate with their spouse they may leak mm-hmm. there's a solution for that mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so it's called the male sling we can go actually reposition the, the urine channel the urethra tube that comes out of our bladder and by resupporting that area men do better they get drier okay yeah. but there's some guys and i've seen this more than once in my career of course that come in who are completely completely wet and they're wearing diapers like babies again and there's wow. no control at all and when in you're that severe, then you're looking at something like a sphincter, which is an, a, a device that kind of helps close off that urine stream that you control yourself with a with a button in the in the scrotal sac. Mm, wow, I didn't, I had no idea that um, a lot of men struggle with that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk to the ladies for a minute. There's a lot of ladies listening as well. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking to the women that may be with a man who's dealing with some of those ED issues and they're kind of nervous to come see a doctor. What can you say to the ladies? Maybe a word of advice or present it to them this way. Let's talk to the women for a minute. Yeah. So the first thing is patience and Mm. understanding, right? Because that because they're they're in their own heads. Every guy I've seen who has this trouble the first thing they come out of their mouths has to do with their their spouse or other half. They're believe it or not, they're less interested in just fixing the problem for themselves as they are fixing the problem for the relationship. So realize that they they know that they feel that and they need that patience and understanding. But sometimes they also need that extra little bit of a push because yeah. you know how men can be. Sometimes we'll sit there and brood and sulk and be all upset about something and not go out and get that help. So the next step for women sometimes is just to pick them up. You know, giving that boost, that confidence. Hey, there's a guy I know. I've heard of this man who can help this doc who can help you and get them to the right people. His name is Dr. Natalizi. <laughs> Dr. Natalizi, thank you so much for uh, coming in today because this is an issue that a lot of men struggle with and necessarily don't talk about. So if you have a question for the doc, hit me up 704 227 8677. That's 704 227 
800-826-8677. You're inside the man cave with the doc. And listen, we're going to have a series of these type shows. Is there certain areas that we didn't talk about today? You know, I think I want to bring this back in. And, and when I want to get the listeners reengaged in this stuff is the prostate cancer things. Mm-hmm. And because I think that when you hear the discussions about the after effects, and, and yes, we have answers and solutions for that, but also to make sure... Man, get to your doctor, get yourself screened, get yourself evaluated, because I do have, we can walk through that journey together. Wow, that's good. You get support. That's good, because if it does come back that you have prostate cancer, it's not actually a death sentence. No, sir. There, there's a lot of treatment options out there that's available, and that's why we need to come see you. Get help, get screened, and I'm happy to help out, man, always. I am so honored that you're here with us today, Doc, inside the man cave, because this is Prostrate Awareness Month, right? Yes, sir, it is. And a lot of people saying, ah, in my community, we don't talk about this type of stuff, meaning the African-American community, because a lot of guys, I'm a barber as well, so I cut hair. <laughs> yeah. These, anytime we talk about getting your prostate check, it's always a joke, right? Like, wait a minute, dog. You got some big fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you one thing. I never use a second opinion. So you never use two fingers, not one. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. But let's talk about some statistics that affect our community. All right, man. So one of the biggest things to realize is that there are about 175,000 new cases of prostate cancer diagnosed each year. Mm-hmm. Okay. One in six African-American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. Wow. So that's a huge, huge part of those people that are being diagnosed every year. Wow. That's incredible. You're in African-American men, not only are almost two times higher of chance of being diagnosed with prostate cancer, but more importantly, because of the issues we've discussed before, access to care, screening, mm. talking to your doctor, are also about two and a half times more likely to pass from prostate cancer as well. Wow. That's crazy. Uh- Let's talk about that access to care. Many men, not only are they afraid, but they just don't have the access. I don't know where to start. I hear uh, Dr. Natalizi on the radio, but what do I do? Do I go to my general physician? Do I go to a urologist? Uh, do I call the emergency room? Let's just keep it real. Yeah. So if you got a general doctor that you like, that you know, a family doctor that maybe took care of someone in your family, Go go to the doctor and say, I want to get screened and ask for, and I know this is crazy, but you have to ask for the blood test and the exam and say, I want to get screened. Now, if you say I'm not getting what I need, then maybe you give me a call or you give another urologist a call who's going to say to you, okay, let's get this set up. And we do. It's easy, man. It's a five minute visit. Walk in. Give me your history. Let's do an exam. Let's do a blood test. Wow. It takes that long. Yeah, it's quick. Only five minutes. Uh, quick, man. The rest of the time, we're just, we're just shooting, shooting the stuff <laughs> and talking, man. Yeah. We're inside the man cave. If you got questions, hit me up. 704-227-8677. Now, that's a voicemail. So what we'll do is we'll take your comments, your questions, and then we'll play them on a future show. You're inside the man cave with Dr. Natali. Now, I want to talk about a little bit men who go through the treatment. Talk to the men that feel like, ah, I don't think I'm going to bounce back the same. Oh, that see, that's where you're wrong, man. You can bounce back. You're going to be, there's, there's 
survivorship, right? So you're going to get past this, and maybe you're going to be a little bit different from where you were before, but we can get you back as close to that as possible because there's solutions, there's answers that are there. And that's what I get back to you again about this communication. If you, As long as you're talking with me the whole time and we're working together, I'm going to get you back to as close as I can as possible to where you were at. I love it. But the key is to catch it early. Early detection can increase your chances of survival, right? Absolutely. Earlier, the better. So, you know, when we come to get screened, we pick that thing up sooner in earlier stages. We can knock it out of the park, get you cured. And you may not even have to even talk about these side effects that we were just talking about. It may not even become a reality for you. Now, when you talk about the cure, uh, is that I'm cured totally or is it a chance that it could come back? Yeah. So a lot of that's based upon what you got. So once we're done with the surgery, looking at the pathology or the biopsy of what you got is going to help us predict how, how well you can respond to things. And we got to watch you. So, you, you know, that 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 early surveillance, the coming in, getting seen, man, we're going to keep continue following you afterwards closely and making sure Again, including some stuff that we don't like to do, but we got to do it. We follow up the blood tests with exams and make sure that we got it all. A lot of times things that uh, we don't like are actually those things that are good for us. Yeah, I've, I've talked to my wife enough about that. I mean, that's right. <laughs> right, like eating right, stop smoking, and, and, and different things that you talked about a little earlier. That's exactly right, exactly right. Now, uh, how long does it take for the results to come back? Because if you take a little bit of blood, or will you be able to, to immediately tell after you uh, slide the pinky finger in? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, the pinky finger is just—that's just a choice, man. Okay. <laughs> like I said, come on, doctor. Yeah. Kind of sensitive in that area, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want to like it too much, because you know. <laughs> well, man, look. Here's the thing: if you turn the Barry White on, and you turn the lights down just right, it's okay, man. No. Uh, I love it. Turn the lights down low, light the candles. Put on. <laughs> Get the scented candles. Only the scented go, candles, man. <laughs> you can at least give me a glass of wine before you well, do it. And, and, I, and, I, and I promise I'll call you tomorrow. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> But, but honestly, I think the, the exam part of stuff, you're going to get an answer pretty much right away if there's anything there that we're worried about, right? So uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the exam and tell you if I find something. The blood test usually takes 24 to 48 hours ba- to get back. Okay. And I'll call you and, and let you know the results when I see my patients with it. That's what I love about you because you're so personal with it, oh, you know, because oftentimes this could be very scary. Well, a lot of guys, man, it's like, okay, my wife finally convinced me to come in. Now I got to wait two, three weeks for the results to come back. I'm nervous. Yeah. Or if I get on these meds, what side effects Oh yeah, can they cause? You know, because a lot of times you see these commercials and they are very scary. They're scary to me. They, uh, You take this to help one problem, but it caused 20 other problems. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So the side effects, thankfully, of the pills aren't too bad. Mm-hmm. Usually there's flushing. Usually there's a little bit of a mild headache, maybe some nausea or some reflux feeling that kind of like maybe I ate something too spicy last night kind of feeling, right? Mm-hmm. That's about all that you usually see. Now, some people can get pretty bad side effects. Not common, but they can get them. Headaches or muscle aches. Mm. So if I have early detection and I go through the treatment, you talked about better quality of life. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that I may be able to bounce back better than I was before? 
there's some stories I can't tell on the air I don't think <laughs> I think the FCC get mad at us so I'll tell you the stories but come on give me listen, one man give I tell you one. what I tell you what you can be Superman I, <laughs> if you, you need go. to be man that's all that's all I gotta say remember we talked about it, as long and as hard as you need it and all that good stuff oh, I get goodness. you to, <laughs> right. I know man no pun intended well pun intended yeah oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely Oh, my goodness. You know what? I'm surprised um, that you haven't got those. Well, maybe you have. Give me one of those success stories to be like, Doc, you saved my marriage. Give me a success story because, you know, we hear all about the fears. Oh, yeah. You know, I like to hear the the other side of the story. Talk about that a little. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you what. I can't use names, right? So we'll, we'll... but I can tell you a story about a very dear patient of mine I like a whole lot mm-hmm. who I helped fix his problems, right? So yeah. he had troubles with with performance issues. Meds didn't work. So I helped and, and did a surgery on him, did a penile implant on him. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that he had a brother down in Florida who needed some help. He had yeah. a cousin who needed some help. <laughs> he had about four friends of his that needed some help. Man, I, yes. I was I, I was gonna give him a fifty percent discount. I mean, I tell you what. Yes. And each one of those guys are happy, man. They're, they're, wow. They're, they feel back to where they were when they were younger men, and being able to live their best life. Living your best life. Lil Duvall has a song out called "Living My Best Life." <laughs> Let that be your theme song for Inside I, the Man Cave. I'll take it, man, any day. <laughs> if you want to live your best life, call me up. Leave a message, 704-227-8677. Let's put away the fears and let's walk into a new life, your best life. Best life. Hmm, I'm trying to figure out a creative way to say this. How you can perform better in all areas of your life. That's right. How about that one? That's right. <laughs> Before I let you go, before I let you go, I'm going to let you talk to the ladies for a minute. Give me three of your best lines that women could tell their men to get them to come see you. I need three. Oh, man. Three. You're going to put me on spot for that. I need three. I need yeah. three. Okay. Come on. Okay. okay. Number one, you go get to. Wait, you... wait, wait, wait. Dr. Natali. You, you got to go in her voice. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> Hi, I need you to see. <laughs> I need you to see my husband. What's the problem? He's not giving me what I need. <laughs> That's a good one. You That's like a that. good one. You like that, right? I like that yeah. one. Okay, I I I'll let you off the hook. I'm gonna give, give me one more. Give me one more. <laughs> all right. How about this? How about? Hey, Doctor Natalie. <laughs> I don't even know if I can do this all the way, man. You're doing good. You're doing good. Like, but 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 this is now here. I'm gonna be serious now, right? So th- mm. this is my life partner. I want to make sure he's okay. Help me. Well, what's going on? Well, I gotta figure out if he's gonna be the man that I that I married for as long as he can possibly be. Mm. So the things are not going quite like they used to. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> How do we look at each other this way? Man? I, I, I don't know. even know. I, I don't know. even know. I, I, I never look at you yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. I cannot look at you the same. 704-227-8677. We're going to take a lot of phone calls. So the next show inside the man cave, I hope you're ready to answer some questions. I'll be ready for it. What is, before I let you go, the number one question that you get all the time when men come into your office? Man, I think the the biggest question I get, because I do a lot of erectile dysfunction, or I should say restoration, right? So the guys come in with these troubles is... 
how can I get this fixed? Mm. That's the number one question I get. And I got the answers for you. You know, you said dysfunction, but I love the word restoration. Absolutely. Because that's giving men hope to say, you know what? I may have been in this state, but I don't have to stay there. Yeah, man. There's a, a better life that I can experience when I go see the doc. That's right. Man, I appreciate you coming in today. I got about maybe one minute left. I'm going to give you the last words. All right, Fly. Listen, thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. Um, it's all about taking care of my community and working with the people that, that I've been trained to help with giving the skill sets, but also been given the grace of God to have that, that drive, that motivation to be in that community, helping my fellow man getting through their problems. So I appreciate this opportunity, this platform to help reach out to those folks and bring them into the doctor and get treated. Wow. Thank you so Thank much. You. It's more than just being a physician. It's really helping your community. Oh, yeah. And you're helping a lot of men. You're helping lives. You're helping save lives. You're helping save marriages. You're doing a great thing. We need to give you a medal of honor. <laughs> Inside the man cave with Fly Tie and Dr. Richard Natali. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Do you have questions for Dr. Natali? Call 704-227-8677. That's the line to the man cave, 704-227-8677. I'm Francine Marie, your hostess at the Mostest. Your one hour of public talk radio is up. I don't know where the time goes when you're having fun and talking about good stuff, but we'll be back next week, same time, same station. Until we meet, darling, I want you to have a good week. Bye-bye, everybody. Station isn't providing medical advice, and listeners should seek medical advice from their physicians if they have any medical concerns or problems.